Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion. And because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at Vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Sarah. We're two moms with eight kids between us from preschool to teen. This is the show where we help you feel better about the mom you are and share our own parenting tips and personal stories. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another More Than Mom edition of the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. What's up, Sarah? Hey, Megan. I am excited about this topic. I love these More Than Moms, and we need to make sure that everyone understands that this is a sort of bonus episode um, for people who already like us. Yes, (laughs) when you're in. If you are new, I would highly recommend um, listening to one of our numbered episodes. Those come out on Tuesdays, and they're typically... I don't know, a little more organized, longer, more research, not researched exactly, but there's just going to be some usable tips yeah. and advice in them. And these are just pure, silly fun. And usually we don't even talk about our kids or parenting at all. You wouldn't no, even know that we are moms. Hence, no. Hence well, I, it, I don't know. I, t- I think it tends to like kind of creep in. Um, secrets but out. Yeah. <laughs> secrets out. We're moms. <laughs> um, and today we're talking about guilty pleasures. I love this topic because I love music. I love books. I love movies. I like TV. Um And I know that there's this sort of trend toward naming some of those or like labeling some of your, the things that you love as a guilty pleasure, which I take a little issue with because I feel like any pleasure is good. And and especially if it's, you know, good media or even bad media, it's okay. And who's to say what a good song is and what's not, but it's still kind of fun to dig into those things that maybe, you know, maybe wouldn't be the, the book title we'd put as our, our like Instagram profile yeah for something like that (laughs) so the ones we're a little less public about exactly exactly sarah our sponsor vionic is back today with their vionic vitals collection these shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring which will be here before we know it we've already talked about my uptown loafers and willa slip on flat and your chardonnay heeled sandal but this collection also includes the walk 23 classic sneaker That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe. And the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion. Yeah, and let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. 
Bionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya, is back on the show today, and I just really love this company. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk most parents don't really want their growing kids eating. That's why Haya, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered chewable vitamin, was created. That's right, Megan. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern kids' diets to provide the full-body nourishment they need. And Haya vitamins have a yummy taste kids love, too. So we were just talking to Katie on our team, Megan, and she was saying that when they get down toward the bottom of the Haya vitamin bottle, her boys are fighting over who gets the last one. Oh, I love it. And I also love that Katie can feel good about that, right? Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door. So parents never need to worry about running out. And we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. All right. Okay. We're jumping into this very fluffy episode, yes. more than mom episode. Okay. You so driving the bus before, well, we're going to go back and forth and ask each other some questions, which I will admit right now that I came up with all these questions because Sarah thinks she's terrible at coming up with questions like these. So, or do you think you're terrible at answering questions like these? <laughs> I am, I get really self-conscious about pop culture questions. And uh, I think it's okay. like a history of feeling really out of t- tune with pop culture and so I'm just always afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing and I have a terrible memory I have total amnesia for books I've read and movies I've watched so whenever anyone asks me questions I draw a complete blank but that's okay. Well, I'm going. Well, let me. Way. So let me also just reassure you by saying that I am also sometimes uncomfortable with, with these discussions because I have a very pedestrian love. Well, I have a love for very pedestrian pop culture. Let's just put it that way. That's okay. And that's so, totally no, it cool. is. That's the whole idea of guilty pleasures, right? But sometimes around certain people, it's almost like, is it okay to say like? I really love that white snake song or whatever it is. So um, I'm going to set the stage by asking kind of a general question. And this I'm I'm really curious how you're going to answer this. I'm going to let you answer first. If someone asks you to name your favorite book, movie or song, how do you feel about that? Like, are you able to do that? Not really. There's a couple, you know, I felt like until I was about 20, I could. I felt like um, I kind of had my my answers for that. And I felt like at the time I felt like they were, you know, intellectual and intelligent enough, but they were true. Also, they were really my favorite. Like one of my favorite movies of all time is a few good men, which is an Aaron Sorkin movie with Tom Cruise and Jack Nicholson. It's well known, but I know it better than anybody. And like, that would have been my answer until I was, you know, came out in the early nineties. Like for another 10 years, that would have been my answer. I, you know, I probably would have said to kill a mockingbird for my favorite book. The problem is, those, that was 20 years ago. And yeah. I don't feel like I, I don't feel like those are good answers anymore, even if I do love the movie A Few Good Men yeah. and I love To Kill a Mockingbird. I just kind of lapsed out of having a quote unquote favorite. So I haven't updated my favorites. So it's funny. Yeah. I can tell you what they were when I was a young adult, um, but I don't know that I could tell you what they are now. Uh, well, I I really hate that question. And okay. it's one that I think is a little overused. Um, yeah. People ask it. I think it's one of those like 
filler questions yeah. or like a kind of a getting to know you thing. I find it to be a lot of pressure. Yeah. Like, and it's almost like there could be a wrong answer. Well, and also for me, it's like, what if I leave something out? Like, do I have to pick a favorite? What What about the context? Like, is it my favorite book to read when I'm feeling nostalgic or my favorite book to read when I'm feeling thinky or yeah. my favorite book to read when I'm laying on the beach? Like to yeah. me, the context matters. Um, same with movie and same with music. And I have to share the story really quick. A long time ago, to your point about wrong answer, a long time ago, um, you know, 20 years ish, give or take. Um, I was on a date with someone and he asked what my favorite movie was. Okay. And you know, he was also young. Right. So keep in mind, I was not, you know, I wasn't like 19 dating a 35 year old or something. And I said the three amigos. Okay. And he said, Dr. Strangelove. <laughs> so you can see the difference. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt like an idiot. Yeah. But at the time it was complete. It was either going to be like that or maybe like Billy Madison. At the yeah. time I had probably watched the three amigos a hundred times. I loved it. I thought it was the funniest movie I'd ever seen to this day. I still love that movie. I wouldn't say it's my favorite anymore, but like seen it. I can't, it's Steve Martin, Chevy Chase. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Martin Short. I mean, I couldn't tell you what my new favorite would be to replace it because I've never loved a movie in the same way again. Yes. I've loved movies in different ways with equal, you know, ardor. Right. But anyway, I felt like an idiot. And I also felt like he lied. <laughs> right. Like, I yeah. didn't feel like that was possibly his favorite movie. There's definitely now, some posing that can happen <laughs> exactly, with those exactly. questions. So I'm just glad we got that out of the way because I, I find those questions impossible to answer. And it's not because I can't commit or it's not because it's it's like asking me which of my children is my favorite. Right. Yeah. Which asks me and, you know, depends on the day. Right. My mood and the context. Yeah. So, so there you go. OK, so right. I'm going to ask you a question now because okay. I couldn't have it. I didn't have an answer for this when you put it in our outline, but maybe I'll okay. think of one. So speaking of guilty pleasures, what totally trashy book could you read again and again and again? And do you read books over and over again? I used to, but I, I do. don't anymore. Um, OK, so when I read books over and over again now, it tends to be like childhood books. I'll yeah. go back and reread the books I grew up with, there's something very comforting about uh -huh. that to me. But if we're talking trashy, I have to admit that it's probably like the VC Andrews Ooh, series. Oh, yeah. Because they're so trashy. Yeah. And they're so disturbing. They are like, so weird. I, no, I have not done a reread since I think I was in seventh grade when I read those. Yeah. And I haven't read them since. So. But there's something about that seventh or eighth grade time period. Yeah. That it's like the I like the themes in those books, Flowers in the Attic yep. series, and yep. then it goes on and on and on. There's petals on the wind. Oh, that was in the Flowers in the Attic series. But yeah. she had like, well, and VC, the real VC Andrews died at some point, and her family picked it up and started okay. writing under her name. So all the books about incest going after Ford after that were all written by other people, which is interesting. Um, but there's just some themes that are super disturbing. But at, when you're seventh grade, it's yeah. like super titillating, right? Right. When, yeah. Yeah. And like, it's almost like the real world has opened up to you. So you want as much shocking information right. as possible. So I feel like I could go. I mean, I haven't read those books in, in years. I my aunt had a um, calling out my aunt on the podcast, but she had like a box set of one of the later ones uh -huh. that I probably read in the 90s, like in the late 90s. Right. So maybe like around, you know, when I was a young adult. But the reason I would go back and read those again and again and again is I think there would be this like mix of um, kind of like going back to that time of my life when everything was so shocking. But also, I just think it would be hilarious to go back and read them again now right. and be like, what on earth? 
what is going on here even happening um my mom actually called when i was in eighth grade my mom called the librarians and told them to stop letting me read that book because she would not let me check it out i had a block on my account i couldn't check them out anymore that's any of them so i would go stand in the stacks and read them (laughs) and like move around the library to stay away from the librarians and they finally busted me which That's is really funny. Kind of I funny wonder. I look back. Okay, at it. this is a total side story, but I work <laughs> in our school library, and I only know of one kid, and that's younger. This is elementary school, um, but I only know of one kid whose mom asked that we not let her check out. I think it was the Ever After series, and okay. I don't know if it's just she's not quite old enough or it's just getting repetitive. First of all, no yeah. judgment against that mom because totally, like you get to have your reasons. But I, I'm curious, like how common that is to yeah. go right to the library, and we totally well, respect it. It's a little note yeah. right under her barcode, and we're like, yep, none of that nope. for you. Well, and you know, when I was a kid in seventh grade, I remember, and I was a very young seventh grader. I was only eleven, so I was like kind of in over my head when yeah. I got into junior high. And started reading from the junior yeah. high school library. Yeah. There were there were certainly things being discussed in these books that I had never encountered before in um, literature. And I remember in one particular case, remember those books from like your your reference would be a little later than mine, but like the really cheesy covers. And it would be like a girl like looking pensively out the window or like. And then yeah, the where they were like would, at boarding school or summer camp. Kind yeah, of? Like, or whatever. Yeah. It would be like about their high school experience or whatever. And there would be like, so I'm just talking about books in general yeah. from that time. Um, and there would be like the title would be like Risky Choices or like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, stuff yeah. like that. And I checked one out and wow, let me tell you, it was an eye opening experience. <laughs> Um, that such things were going on, not with me, but yeah. like kids like a little bit older than me. So um, I read a lot of really dirty books, but like, yeah, really the V.C. Andrews ones. I don't blame my mom. Those really pushed it into a totally different and very sick yes. direction. But I'd still read them again. I love and that answer. they re-released them. And now the title, the covers make them look like a romance. Like they're not, okay. they're supposed to be like thrillers. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. Like creepy. Yeah. Like creepy, like sexy, but creepy yeah. thrillers. Now the the covers have gotten like kind of soft and it shows like the brother and sister looking like it's just oh, too much. It's it really, is. really weird. Um. So, okay. So you asked me that question and yeah, I do don't, you have an answer? I don't think so, but I enjoyed yours. Okay, good. I talked for long enough so we can move on. Okay. <laughs> So, all right, here's one for you. And I'll have an answer for this one. Too. Okay. But um, you're at the grocery store. A song comes on the radio. Unable to help yourself, you burst into song or at least hum under your breath. And I mean, like, you can't help yourself. This is like a compulsive thing. What song is it that makes you do that? Um, so I have one favorite song that would fall into that category. And that is Son of a Preacher Man, the the Dusty Springfield version. Yes. It's just kind of like my happy song. I, I will sing it and dance to it wherever it comes on. And it doesn't come on very often at like grocery store type places. So it makes me really happy when it does. Um, I would also say eternal flame by the Bengals. Um, and almost any Madonna. That's a great one. Like eternal flame is a great song. It's a great song. Um, but any Madonna, I'm trying to think of what album it would be, but like any mid to late eighties Madonna song. So like, uh, was True Blue one no, of like albums? Before that. Before that. Like, okay. Like, well, and I might be, see, this is where like my um, amnesia as well as lack of pop culture knowledge, but like, you know, Like a Prayer. Uh, I mean, oh yeah, like that was a, a little later. Like, like a Virgin, right? Oh, Like a Virgin was like 83. Yeah. Okay. So that was early. And then Like a Prayer was like 90. Okay. So anywhere in between there. Anywhere in say. between. That was her, like, that was her prime Heyday. time. Like, 
La Isla Bonita. Remember that song? Yeah, I don't and, love that song, yeah. but I know I know it. Well, I do. I like it. <laughs> and I still, I found out the hard way. I know all the words. Well, I don't know. There's not really any hard way to find that out. But I didn't remember knowing all the words. And it came on one day, probably at the grocery store. And I sang along with it. And Papa Don't Preach. I, Papa Don't Preach. Yep. That's all that middle. Yeah. Like mid to late 80s. So yeah. that would just be like kind of like bopping along. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So mine is um, probably Africa by Toto. Okay. I find it impossible not to sing along with that song. Like, it literally impossible. I can't help it. And um, that one and In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins. Wait, what's and, um, how does that go? That's one with the great drum solo. Okay, so... Um, you have to sing it. I mean, I know okay. some I'm Phil trying Collins to from remember that how to get to the part. Period. It's all been a pack of lies. I can't hear it coming. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. Yep. There you go. Okay. So, um, there's that like epic drum solo, right? I don't know, like in this probably the the last third okay. of the song, and there's also an epic drum solo in Africa at okay. some point, um, or maybe it's just, just drums. All Maybe the time, you, I, like we're should have married a drummer or something. Well, you know what's funny is Owen told me that he doesn't like riding in the car with me when there are songs with drums because I take my hands off the wheel too much. Oh my gosh! And it makes him really <laughs> nervous. He'll sit in the back and be like, "Mom, that's not safe. Mom, what are you doing? Stop it!" Hands so now I wheel. try to I hang on with one hand and I beat on the wheel with the other hand. But I love it. I make him uncomfortable. Sorry about that, Owen. Sorry, Owen. We are welcoming back Olive and June as a sponsor. And Megan, I'm so excited about this partnership because with spring right around the corner, I love refreshing the little things in my life, including my manicure. I am the biggest fan of doing my nails at home instead of at a salon because it's convenient, so much cheaper at just $2 a mani, and the results can't be beat. It all begins with Olive and June. Yeah, Olive and June's mani system has everything you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. These are profesh tools designed just for DIY. A couple of the items included are their best-selling poppy, which makes it so easy to brush on a smooth coat, even with your non-dominant hand, which you do have to use about half the time, it turns out. <laughs> and their award-winning cuticle serum, which is so nourishing and a finishing touch I love. Well, I've been a big fan of their quick dry polish for a while now. It seriously dries in about a minute, making it perfect for busy moms. Visit oliveandjune.com slash the mom hour for 20% off your first mani system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash T-H-E-M-O-M-H-O-U-R for 20% off your first mani system. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. I do feel that <laughs> grocery stores often have a very satisfying cheese ball factor to their yeah. playlist. And it's like, you don't have to claim liking the music because you're just at the grocery store, but really you right. do. And I miss that because I think it's mostly a big box grocery stores. Like for us, that would be like Vons or Ralph's or Safeway yeah. or whatever. And I don't think Trader Joe's has that going on. But. There's like that whole like, well, and it's changing a little bit too, or maybe depends on the store that you're at. But like my local grocery store in town has a much more updated, it almost sounds like the radio station that I'm on. So mm -hmm. 
it's like very top 40. Um, and I don't like that. I already hear that in the car, yeah. but I want to hear in the grocery store is like, like that John Waite song missing you from the eighties. Like I want to hear that at the yeah. grocery store. Cause I'm not going to hear that in any other context. Like I want it to be that station they play at work because everyone likes it. Yeah. Those stations, yeah. you know, positive hits. Well, and it's almost from the eighties, nineties and today. Yeah. Like the early two thousands <laughs> are now 20 years ago. So like, I'm thinking of like vintage Britney Spears and like, I right. think like I could definitely bop along to some of those too. Yeah. When they come yeah. on. Okay. Uh, next question for you. If okay. an artsy intellectual new acquaintance asked your favorite movie, which one would you mentally pass over before choosing something less embarrassing? Well, I can tell you what the three amigos would not be on yeah, the top would, of you my tried list. That once. Anymore. Tried that. That did not go over well. Um, gosh, I have to say almost every movie I loved up until I was probably in my thirties was some dumb comedy. Like I Dumb and Dumber. I love Dumb and Dumber. That's like They're, in my top 10 yes. movies of all time. So we're this. We're- um, yeah. Dumb and Dumber. I really did love uh, like Tommy Boy. I loved all the SNL care, like all the SNL stars movies from the 80s, all the Chevy Chase, all the Steve Martin, mm-hmm. all those um, from the 80s. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Clifford? Ge- Sorry, Wait. Martin Short. No, I don't think so. I, I was thinking of one of the old Steve Martin ones, but no, I don't think I've seen Clifford. So Clifford is a it's a Martin Short movie and he plays a 10 year old boy, but he's like 40 in okay. the movie, which is weird enough. Um, but it is hilarious and it's so quotable. There's so many quotables in that movie and like things that my family will like, will be like, look at me like a human boy. And nobody knows what we're talking about except the people who've seen that movie. So, um, but let me say this though. I think nowadays, if an artsy intellectual new acquaintance asked my favorite movie, maybe I wouldn't pass those over. I would just own it. Yeah. And see if they agree. Because, I mean, even artsy intellectual people like dumb because some of that humor was so dumb, it was smart. And that's what's yeah, and brilliant about it. there's a reason it. why that stuff has stood the test of time. I mean, yeah. that's why there's really no point in judging. Like, there's really no right answer to that question. So, right. yeah, I'm not sure what I would mentally pass over. But a, a few more movies that come to mind for me is Almost Famous is one of my favorite movies oh, yeah. of all time. I don't think that's I don't think that's that embarrassing. I mean, that's a no, really No, I don't think it's embarrassing at all. That was a legit movie. Maybe it was embarrassing how try much harder. I really loved it. <laughs> yeah. I okay. really, really love that movie. Um, I love Father of the Bride. Love. Oh, I love Father of the Bride. Wasn't that? Didn't that take place like someplace around your? I think it. No, in Pasadena. When we were in Pasadena, I'm pretty sure that house. When we were at the conference, um, someone said that that house was nearby. I always thought it was filmed in L.A. somewhere. I mean, Pasadena is L.A. area, but um, yeah, that is a great, just just sweet movie, and yeah. Um, it is a sweet movie and it's funny, but like not too funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like just the part a, it's when a, Steve Martin is like removing the superfluous buns. Right. It's a great cast. In the grocery store and he's having his like breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. And then Martin Short as again, Martin Short, he's yes. making a return appearance um, yes. as the wedding planner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good movie. I think any movie like that, that sort of takes place in a, like a bougie, like aspirational big house yes. like there's Which something so like, many from that era guilty did. about that like home alone even I mean anything with like the wealthy family in the big house and then like the house is so pretty I look at the house half the time and the outfits and like I don't know that's that's the guilty pleasure part in fact let me tell you a guilty yeah. pleasure tv show that I have right now that this is actually embarrassing I think is Grace and Frankie with Jane Fonda. oh yeah and I mean it's not it's it's not embarrassing because a ton of people are watching that show. I think it's embarrassing because it is only, I think, a pretty mediocre TV show compared to the other TV shows that I watch. But it's totally a guilty pleasure because it's just like, it's just 
good enough. And I can watch like six episodes in a row. And the houses are so beautiful. And the acting is really funny, not just the four older adults that play the older characters, but also the people who are like our age, like they're grown kids. The acting is funny, but it's not, it's solidly mediocre. And I love it very much. That's so funny. There's so much TV like that. And then it's like, when do you decide to commit to something that's, that's like, it's like brain candy in a way. Yeah, it is. And usually, I mean, you know, we've talked a lot about TV and I usually actually go a little more I don't know, not highbrow, but like critically acclaimed. Challenging. Yeah, yeah, because I am a big TV buff. So I have everything at my fingertips. I have HBO, I have Netflix, I have all the things. Um, and and that's what Brian and I like to do together. So for me to have this little side guilty pleasure when I'm when he's out of town and just watch yeah. like binge for Grace and Frankie's, it's good. You know you who I feel it. like is in mo- like the movie equivalent of those kinds um, is Diane Keaton. Yeah. I feel like she ends up in a lot of movies that are good, but like... Like the ones she was in with Jack Nicholson, yeah, um, and her her kitchen in that, yeah, ridiculous. the house is beautiful. The, ha- the house, same, it's same gorgeous. As the one with Meryl Streep, and that one takes place in Santa Barbara, and I'm gonna forget which one it is. There's another beautiful house in that one. It's yeah, another one where they're like divorced and whatever. Um, there's another. There's a movie coming out called Book Club with the four older actresses. And I, think, I think that might be out. Is it out already? I yeah. think it's been anyway, out for a bit I think and I'm it was really into, funny, but like a little I'm raunchy septuagenarian humor. I, <laughs> now that is a grandiose statement. I love it. Like, why do I like movies and shows that are like my parents age? Characters? Because it's aspirational. Cause you're looking forward to that being your, not only your life, but I mean, you know, I don't your know. house. That's weird. Okay. I think it's your turn to ask me a question. Okay. Um, okay. So here, and I'm going to include TV in this too. Yeah. Um, have you ever lied? about a favorite book, TV show, movie, or song for fear of embarrassment or judgment? Well, first of all, yes, because I just have, tend to have Because you just did five and, minutes ago? Yeah. <laughs> but I will give you one specific story from junior high, and that okay. is that everyone was listening to 97.5. I don't remember the call letters on it, but the alternative, it was, you know, pre-Green Day, like Nirvana, like it was like yeah. grunge alternative, early 90s. And I didn't like it. And I tried to like it. I would go home to my little, you know, boom box and like have it on. And I would end up changing the channel to like the radio station my mom listened to or just nothing or or show tunes or like anything else. And I really tried so hard to like it. But radio station culture was big. Like everyone talked yeah. about like the DJs and the morning show. And I just constantly lied for like years that I was listening to that radio station. I just couldn't do it. I just didn't like it. That's but. funny. Um. I don't remember ever lying about it, although I probably did at some point, but I never liked grunge ever, ever, yeah. ever, ever. I didn't like Pearl Jam. I do like Pearl Jam now. Like, I really appreciate yeah, them. I like but like, Pearl Jam. I never liked Nirvana. Yeah. Um, I just didn't like that whole genre of music. So when grunge got really big, I switched to country. Yeah. And I listened I to country music for like six years because at that time, country was the exact opposite. It was like a little it was pretty. It was still pretty corny. Yeah, um, it was clean. squeaky clean, all about values and uphold, you know, like yeah. upright citizens and like um, cheerful yeah. and like the, the lyrics were super clever. Yeah. And that was right around the time that, well, I know Nirvana was earlier, but like by the time I was just well and fed up because first you had Nirvana, but you still had like you still had some old old school, early 90s hip hop and and also um Hair metal was still phasing out yeah. in the early '90s, so there was there was like a buffer. There was like yeah. a two or three year buffer. But I started listening to country when 
Garth was on the rise. Trisha Yearwood. Mm-hmm. Shania was kind of stepping into the yeah. scene. So there were all these new, like, very palatable, like, pop crossovers. Right. Although they didn't cross over all the way yet. They had, like, enough of a pop sound that it wasn't too foreign to my ear. And I went in hard for country until, like, probably 2001 or 2002. Yeah, and we I think we've talked so. about our country phases, and mine was so different because um, my parents had listened to, like, 70s country 60s yeah, and 70s country too. in home in the home and I so I associated it with like the dorkiest thing that you would never want to uh, be associated yep. with and I did I don't remember a country station that was putting on those newer artists and so country to me would have been as as embarrassing as not listening to the regular radio and I didn't get into it until I was like later in college when the Dixie Chicks were out and then I realized yeah. I've always liked country music I just didn't know a way to listen to it and not be like super self-conscious well, you have to just, re- you have to remember yeah. as well that I, I think we were living in very different. I was living in a very small rural town. Yeah, you had more rural. So where country there was, more, yeah. was okay. Yeah, like a okay. Um, and what's kind of funny for me is I stopped listening to country when the Dixie Chicks had their big moment where they like basically kind of got run out on a rail. I'm they made some political, yeah. Well, they made some political statements yeah. and their careers were kind of done for a while, and then I kind of lost interest because I was so into the Dixie Chicks that not having them part of that scene. And then Garth did that thing where he took all his music to Walmart and that's yeah. the only place you could get yes. it. And Gar- and by the way, Garth is going to tour. Oh like, yeah. Starting soon again. I've never he, seen him. And I really Spotify? want to. I don't think he still is not on. Spotify. I think he got on Spotify. I think you can stream his music now. Okay. I'm pretty sure he's on Spotify, but I'm not hundred percent sure about that. Um, but the Dixie chick started touring again, which is exciting. And I've, I've sort of dabbled again in country music, although like I'm not all the way back in yeah. by any means. Um, I I've started to pay attention to a few artists and like there's some good stuff out there. Yeah, I so, agree. I can always yeah. get behind country. I just like you. I go in and out of phases where I'm paying attention. There was one um, solid phase sorry, of driving yeah. a lot in Chicago where I listened to the country station there for a long time. And I will tell you right now, I just looked on Spotify and Garth does not have many songs in there. Yeah, his, I didn't. None think, of the hits. I didn't think so because my mom loves Garth and I always try to get playlists and then I'm like, God, why is this like a yeah. knockoff version of something? <laughs> I know it's somebody like looks like someone's singing it in their, you know, in their home studio yeah, trying to pass themselves off it, yeah it's not good um did we get through oh I, no oh, we have one, one left more. one left for okay. both of us okay so it's three o'clock on a rainy saturday your house is empty and you are forced or you get to watch a movie by yourself what <laughs> okay. is it okay so i would say if it's one of those days where i'm just like aimlessly flipping and have to pick something it would probably be Bridget, uh, Bridget Jones Diary. I love that movie. I can always return to that movie. I always think it's funny. It's kind of, you don't have to think too hard about it. It's You also get that some is British Renee countryside. Zellweger's, like, that is high moment. Yeah. yeah. And that came out when I lived in England. And so the soundtrack is uh, like burned. I had the soundtrack. Like, yeah. That yeah. is a great movie. I would have forgotten, but that is an, a fantastic movie. Um, can I what? throw out one other one? Yeah. If it was today. I would watch Beaches. I love that movie. That was one of but my But I haven't seen it in a long time, and I'm just in the mood right now to watch Beaches, like light this I, Don't minute. you feel like as an adult that would be so sad? I don't think the sadness. It would be terrible. It would be so sad. I watched it as a kid. I know. Lot. Or Steel Magnolias. That's another one I watched a lot as a kid. I can't watch that movie. I can never watch that movie it's, again. It, I no, think. I don't think I would ever. And I would. I saw, I saw the funeral part. Yeah. Like just flipping stations a little while ago. And I saw that and I was like, nope. I just no one is scrolling better. on by. No one is better than Sally Field at those types no. of scenes. I mean, I, I have that. That scene is like burned into my memory. Um, 
Okay, so the one that came to mind for me is more like warm fuzzies, and that is the Susan Sarandon Little Women. That just oh, seemed, I yeah. love that movie so much, and it's got yeah. great costumes and great you know period piece elements. Um, the acting is great, I think. And yes, I agree. It is. I think we've talked about how it's like a Christmas movie, but it's not. Like but it's it, not. You could watch it whenever. You can watch it whenever, but it reminds me of Christmas because yeah. there's Christmas scenes in it. But I don't. I'm sure there's others, but that is the first one that came to mind. Well, there you it. go. Then that's I think it. every Christmas I want to watch it and no one will. So. <laughs> I'll watch it with you. Yes. Next Christmas, we can just both sit at our houses and watch it and, and comment over it. We can yeah. start exactly the same time. And then we'll do a podcast about it. Yeah, sounds um, fun. Okay. I would love to hear from listeners about more than mom topics. We've been doing this now. I want to say we have eight or 10 of them. You guys kind of get the vibe of what we're doing here. Um, which is eh. which is <laughs> questionably valuable to the podcast sphere. Um <laughs> But I would love to hear from you guys. Somebody commented on Instagram that these are growing on her. And I thought that yeah, was very I saw that. I thought that was very, very like, honest. Um, like, yeah, it's it's growing on me. Not it's sure. like it's like making a like a negative comment. It's like a, a compliment sandwich. Yeah, I, I actually took it as a compliment because, first of all, we've said yeah. from the beginning, like, you guys don't have to listen to these. If you want right. the parenting stuff, come to us on Tuesdays. And we totally respect that not everyone's going to be into the extras. Yeah. So I did take it as a compliment, like that I she even too. gave it a yeah. try. <laughs> so anyway, email us, Thank guys. you. For for sticking with us long enough for us to grow on you. Sometimes exactly. it has to be like that. Um, hello at the momhour.com and tell us what kind of more than mom topics you'd like to see because we're not going anywhere. We're going to keep doing these. Um, we are, whether you like it or not. And with that, we will be back in your ears on Tuesday with another new regular episode. This is fun. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Teas Made. I launched back in November, and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. Well, you know I am fan number one of The Teas Made. It's got such a cozy vibe, and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines, and home and family life. Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes. Hey everyone, Sarah here. Megan and I would absolutely love it if you hit pause right now, right where you're listening and left the mom hour a rating and review. If our show has helped you feel a little more confident as a mom or a little less alone, that's one of the absolute biggest ways you can thank us. And it really takes about 30 seconds. If you're listening in Apple Podcasts, just navigate to the Mom Hours show listing. So not the episode you're listening to right now, but the kind of landing area for our show as a whole. And then scroll down to leave a rating or review. Thank you so much.